A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome back to Parts Unknown. It's absolutely sweltering here in London and I'm here with John Ashdown. I thought we were in Parts Unknown. I thought that's where we recorded. Have I just given away the secret? Because <laughs> Parts Unknown hasn't known, a, hasn't known a summer like this since 1976. John, how hot are you? Um, I'm hot. I'm as hot as Harlem heat. You're so hot you're breaking out into spontaneous bits of Yiddish. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm schwitzing. And you schlepped all the way over here to the studio. Yeah. You've got your schwitz on. Absolutely. I feel hotter than Scotty Too Hotty. I am very much too hotty at the moment. <laughs> Do you feel more acquainted with Barry Horowitz now than, than you ever did? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I feel like kindred spirits. I have a feeling, by the way, that he wasn't actually Jewish. I'm sure I don't think I've he was, that. actually. Yeah, I don't think he was. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you what his real name is, but I've got a feeling he wasn't. Anyway, John, you're breaking out into spontaneous bits of Yiddish. I am flipping you the bird like Steve Austin. Why am I flipping you the bird? Because you've got a legit injury. I've got a shoot injury. Now, this isn't... This isn't really the reason why we didn't record last month for Extreme Rules. That was owing to the fact that John Ross um, is away in Japan watching serious strong style stuff. He's, he's been at uh, Omega versus Okada, and oh, wow. uh, he's also seen uh, Will Ospreay do some stuff there. But the reason why he wasn't there didn't cause the cancellation of uh, our Extreme Rules show. I was away doing some live shows for Football Weekly, and John, you were just too damn lazy to I get yourself in I don't know if that's necessarily true, just too damn busy. That's right, because you're that damn good. But, <laughs> but back to my finger. Yes, I've got a shoot injury. This is the first bone I've broken since uh, breaking my leg when I was about nine months old, I fell down two stairs. Irresponsible parenting. Um, I thought it was impossible for babies to like break their legs. It's called they're... a green stick fracture, which oh, okay. basically, imagine a young branch. It doesn't break in half, it yeah. splits. Yeah. Uh, so I had that with my leg, and that might have uh, affected my um, professional wrestling career could have could it could have all been so different yes but uh this i'm i'm listeners at home i'm holding up my right index finger to john it's, it's in a splint it's basically, it's basically like doing a it's basically like doing austin's podcast i'm in a splint i've been in a splint for a month now because i broke a bone in my finger and snapped the tendon in a bedroom related incident and by bedroom-related incident, I mean I was making the bed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, who knew that uh, you could break your finger in this particular way? Uh, but it does make me think, it does make me realise why you see lots of wrestlers with their fingers taped up uh, around the joints. It's just the top the top knuckle, if you will. Would you call that a knuckle or the yeah, top joint? Top yeah, joint, yeah, the top joint in the finger. So um, it's going to be permanently drooping, I think. Yeah. No Try lacing that. my boots. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why kids um if you see dean ambrose or uh triple h or austin when they've got their fingers taped up it's to avoid mallet fractures as they're known uh which is ripped mallet tendon. fractures is a great name for a wrestler anyway we've uh, been talking nonsense for well, we've got a bit of filler content in there yeah uh for quite a while um john we've been watching money in the bank and 
by God, that's a briefcase hanging above us now. What was your reaction to this show? You've uh, you've been pretty down on the product recently. Someone tweeted in to uh, Football Weekly the other day and said, we'd love to know Ben and John's take on the state of WWE. Lowest viewing figures for 20 years. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Doesn't no. surprise me. I think it's just so... I mean, it's, it's a whole, you know, the, it's, it's not like it used to be, basically. And I liked it when, how it used to be. Um, you liked it before it used to be. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, you, yeah, I kind of, uh, you know, back in the early 90s, you know, mid-90s and, and 80s, really, are kind of my, my, my eras. I just think, I just find it, I do find it very sort of corporate and very, and a bit too sort of kid-friendly and a, a bit too obvious. And I just don't think there are enough characters anymore. I think everybody's a little bit samey, matches are a little bit samey. And actually, you could make that case about the Money in the Bank uh, matches in that, you know, you have these multiple ladder matches, and these days they're just a little bit formulaic. Well, which one would you like to start with? We'll start at the beginning, shall we, the, with the women's match. Okay, well, history was made, of course, with the uh, announcement of this uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and they gave it a hype package to kind of build up their own rewriting of history and making of history. Um, a nice airbrushing of history, I thought, in that promo package, um, with no mention of China. Uh, no divas and no sort of bra and panties matches as well while they're hyping up this women's revolution. Um, it's all about opportunity, and they're here because, uh, you know, female sports stars and all that. Well done, WWE. <laughs> now, going into this match, I was utterly convinced that neither Becky nor Charlotte would win it because they don't need to. Mm. It's such a small division. Uh, Charlotte, in particular, is head and shoulders above everyone else, not just because she's really tall. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they don't need a Money in the Bank match. They are main event people. They can have a title match whenever. More on that later, I think, just sort of getting yourself a title match just by announcing that you want one. Yeah. Um, whereas in contrast, Tamina Snooker, uh, Natty Neidhart and Carmella... All of whom are second-generation wrestlers. Even Carmella. I can't remember who her dad oh, really? was. Okay. He was a wrestler. They all could do with the push from winning this. And uh, they certainly... Well, they certainly did. But did they really? But I, I don't know if, if you haven't seen the finish. I presume if you're listening Everyone's to seen this, the finish. Who's listening to this? Yes. Um, but the fact that in this groundbreaking, in inverted commas, women's uh, Money in the Bank match, you had to have a man actually get the briefcase down. I think is a real disappointing move. He's not much fun, obviously, but um, I think that's, you know, do something a bit more decisive and a bit more kind of memorable than that. I don't think you need Ellsworth climbing up there to, to get the, the briefcase. I think it makes everybody look a bit weaker. Did fact, you fear for one moment that he was going to uh, claim the briefcase for himself and sort of insert himself into the women's division? Because, no. And I think there was, prob- there was part of me that thought he'd do that. And there was certainly a part of history when that would have happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Santino Morella was won the the women's Royal Rumble um, many years ago, but um, yeah, I mean at least he at least he threw it down. Yeah, but I guess yeah, it gave a very very bad message. Uh, yeah, for what they're trying a, to do. made a real make, made a real sort of flat, slightly kind of uh, well, very disappointing kind of finish to a match that I found this with the um, TLC match in particular and the Hell in the Cell before that sort of late last year. When again, these were groundbreaking women's matches. Oh, the Sasha and Charlotte. Match. Yeah, and what they end up doing. The Hell in the Cell was was different. That was a that was actually a brilliant match, so I remember rightly. TLC was a bit disappointing. In fact, very disappointing. And what those kind of matches do, they sometimes end up accentuating the differences between the perhaps the quality of in ring work in the women's uh, division compared to the men's. 
And so rather than kind of making the women look good, they actually make them look poorer in comparison, I think. And I thought that was the case in, in this match. I thought the sort of the way that um, in the finish that Becky was sort of tilted off the ladder pretty, you know, unimpressively. Didn't really build to a great finish. and I can't really remember any great spots either. Well, the one that I particularly liked was uh, Charlotte doing this kind of frontwards half pike. Uh, not her typical outs, uh, jumping from the top rope to the outside moonsault. Just really odd kind of tumble outside, which looked great. And we had a big, big push by Tamina at one point that knocked Charlotte and Carmella flying off the ladder as well. But there was nothing, nothing that made me stand out in my seat and go, wow. Um, and like you say, just kind of in comparison to the men, say... I, I could have sworn that when Carmella was trying to manoeuvre the ladder at some point, she was, like, struggling to lift it. <laughs> They're not that well, that's the other thing with these, like, the ladder matches since, you know, WWE loves harking back, this is part of, you know, part of the kind of the problem I have perhaps with the, the product today, is that they love harking back to that those early ladder matches with Sean and um, Scott Hall as Razor Ramon and the sort of groundbreaking things that they did. But they use they use one ladder, and it was a proper ladder it was a big heavy thing and then with the more that time has gone on now we now we have to have dozens of these flimsy sort of things that you don't really buy as being particularly dangerous sort of weapons i mean obviously they're kind of as you're high up you it is a kind of dangerous match for I think the competitors but they're just the, the ladders look a bit naff and there's just hundreds of them. The, the the magic of it has gone for me. I mean, I'm not a big fan of ladder matches anyway. I think it's probably fair to say. What do you think of Tamina's outfit and what do you think of Natalia's outfit? And just the sort of... It's like the evolution of uh, lycra and and lace and stuff. And the, the WWE have this thing with the sort of the larger the, the female athlete, the more skin they cover. Yes, that um, is strange, isn't it's it? It's really weird. I wonder why they, you know, like, Tamina that's... wears kind of like a leather jacket and, and, uh, and jeans. Like, you barely... There's no skin at all. And then later in the night... Well, we might as well talk about it here. Uh, Lana wearing a quite outrageously revealing uh, yeah, as, yeah, put her in as little as possible, yeah. Similarly, Natty, Natty Neidhart slightly larger lady she wears she's covered top to toe it's a bit more kind of opaque than uh tamina and nia jacks but still uh it's again not not your most empowering yeah kind of i would i mean i'd hope that the the women have some say I, I fear that they don't all right so you were you were slightly underwhelmed by that ladder match we talk a, li- a little bit more about uh naomi and lana this is another. This is another reason why I'm a bit down on today's wrestling. Is that throughout the match, um, the commentary team were banging on about blimey, Lana's been much more impressive and like Lana don't match. Look how good she is, and she was terrible. She was absolutely. And it's like you can't give me something that's rubbish and keep telling me it's brilliant. Like you just like you just. It's just. I mean, obviously, commentators are supposed to sell the product, but it's just complete nonsense, and it's an bit insulting to your intelligence to say look at this person doing all this good stuff and it's just like oh it's just awful to watch i don't really understand why they've got her in that position really why she's a good valet i mean i think vince really likes her um she's kept the russian accent which we didn't expect Hmm. um she's got an absolute spectacular outfit it must be (laughs) so but she also came up with the perhaps the moment of the moment of the night for me um which after i think it was after a kick out lana sat up and went instead of saying mother 
effer. Did she say Mother Russia? She said Mother Russia. Oh, fantastic. Which made, I didn't notice that. Make, made me smile greatly, and I think more of that sort of thing, please. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of spot calling in this one, and some of the, in fact, not even some of, the weakest punches I've ever seen thrown. It was, it was really poor, and the fact that it was a championship match did didn't do the division any favours no, at all. No, absolutely not. You know, Lana, uh, storyline-wise, she came out last week, the week before, and said, I want a title match, and, and got one. And, all right, it's a small division, but still, you'd expect her to fight at least one other person first. Yeah, yeah. Boo. And actually, and you one. know, with um, Carmella coming out with her Money in the Bank briefcase to tease, cashing it in. Thing is, I... Back in the back in the day, not even that long ago, really, the money in the bank was 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 brilliant because they could tease it out over six eight months, even like getting up to a year, and actually it became a thing that was kind of always added to that sense of uncertainty. They do, I think, they do cash them in far too quickly these days, and it, so it wouldn't have surprised me if like two matches later we <laughs> we had the, the money in the bank cashed in. Um, so I was glad that it, it didn't. I mean, that's a small mercy. Let's talk very, very quickly about New Day versus Usos. Now, I really enjoyed this, uh, and I really don't like New Day at all. And I thought that Usos looked absolutely fantastic. They they need to start a faction with Roman Reigns now. They just all look really well. If Roman took his smile off a bit, grows his beard, he's, he comes out for pay-per-views with a goatee now, and he kind of grows it in between. Um, and as I've said many times before, take off your body protector. <laughs> Let us see more of your tattoo and and chest, please, sir. Um, but yeah, the, they all need to they all need to be a Samoan faction and quit. This was this was really good. There were some really nasty bumps in this. There was a horrible stomp to Kofi's leg, and then a submission move. Some some good sequences. Um, Big E also recovered from a, a little botch. The big ending. It's called. Uh, Again, I go back to Undertaker versus Roman Reigns where they couldn't do that thing twice. Um, Big E caught one of the Usos. I couldn't tell you which one. Caught him just as he um, comes off the top rope and dives down and then it didn't quite work out right. And then he gets him back up again and puts him in the slam. Um, but the ending I really, really enjoyed. Um, the, the heelish, the heelish countout. With the Usos just walking away, they say, you know, we're not going to do this, but we're going to keep the, the title. I like that. Yep, I haven't seen that for a really long time. I, I mean, it kind of reminds me of something that Demolition would have done against the Hart Foundation. It's not something they've been doing recently, and by recently I mean probably the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mind that sort of finish at all. I, I quite like a count-out finish. What did you think of the other tag team match? <laughs> Which was Breezango versus uh, The Ascension. You thought nothing of it, and Barn- nor did anyone else. Barnstorming six star, wasn't it? I thought with oh. the move after move, spot after spot, the crowd going absolutely wild, it building up to a frenzy before the finish. No, I, mean, I didn't actually. I didn't actually bother to no, watch. Of course, you didn't. No, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the little segment uh, with the Miami Vice fashion police. Uh, so they're the fashion vice or. Miami police no it would be fashion vice wouldn't it um, and just saying things with song lyrics um, any of you who came to Football Weekly Live um, at the Emanuel Centre will know that um, I'm a big fan of doing skits based on song lyrics As, uh, were you there John? no I wasn't <laughs> this was uh, our friend Max Rushton did uh, an acoustic version of uh, your bouffal um, using players names the lyrics oh, to see, yeah. uh, the James Blunt song you're beautiful I've got it. Uh, check my Twitter feed. You'll see it. It's very good. Okay, thank you. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but if you did want to, it's at Green Ben Green. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, I thought that skit was very funny. Um, I'm a big fan of the 80s. I did, um, I did a course at, um, when I was at university on 80s film and TV. 
I, I always enjoy reference to Miami Vice. Uh, but their match against um, against the Ascension, I mean, the Ascension are just utterly pointless. They didn't need to be. They, they, you know, they're not even uh, pre-show worthy. Why they were on the main card, I don't know. I understand the reason for the match was as, was as a buffer between uh, Jinder and Randy and the uh, and the main event, the men's ladder match, uh, Money in the Bank match, but uh, just completely pointless. And uh, I think everyone listening at home will have fast-forwarded it as well. John, is it hot in here or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> it's definitely hot in here. I've undone an extra button. You can't see because I've got uh, a really big kind of big bit of foam protecting me i'm actually not wearing anything <laughs> you just haven't done, undone them all okay um randy orton versus jinder mahal randy's the hometown hero did you know that that's why they introduced all the local heroes who do we have cowboy bob sergeant slaughter some other old people uh larry the axe henning mr perfect's dad nice to see these old guys and of course rick flair <laughs> he'll turn up to anything but harley race sadly not there do you know why harley race wasn't there no i don't he broke his leg or his ankle at home recently he's and i think lost something like 35 pints of blood jesus i'm amazed that harley race is still alive if you look you see him in his sort of brief wwe run in the late he 80s. was old then he wasn't looked he? looked like a a real like you know sounds harsh to say shambles but he was like he was he seemed to be struggling physically actually he got a bit better when he went back to wcw and managed uh vader etc was he a king in wwe he was he was he was king of the king of the ring or whatever uh, when they didn't really do king of the ring but crown uh, scepter yeah yeah he was king harley race because okay. when haku and king of the rings well he was king haku for a while well he wasn't there <laughs> but um Everyone else was. Um, I think that Jinder Mahal looks really good with the belt, actually. What a specimen. <laughs> now, Bas- I, was, I, was, I was impressed. Man. I think this was... Uh, he, he seemed sort was, of main event worthy. Did you think it was better than their match last time out? Um, it was similarly plodding and similarly with the Singh brothers kind of as the, the people who get beaten up. You know, it was, it was pretty, pretty similar. And... You know, Randy Orton is probably the most boring character in wrestling at the moment. There is—I don't know why he gets booed or cheered. He doesn't have a character, no, really. Well, he's—he's he's got that problem of being turned sort of heel and face just too often without having enough of a, a character to support it. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was thinking about Ric Flair just because, out of you know, as you as you do when you're doing, yeah. doing the vacuuming or whatever, um, and how greater he was at being able to go between a hated heel and beloved babyface. I mean, always is slightly, always slightly more as a heel, but he had brief kind of babyface runs. I'm talking about sort of 80s WCW and early 90s WCW, really. Um, and how, you know, how he managed to make, you know, to be distinct, you know, whenever he was sort of flipping between the two and had good reason to be flipping between the two and how he stayed Ric Flair, but... You know, accentuated bits of his personality to to make him more heelish or to make him more face-like. Whereas Orton just does the same thing all the time, no matter what what you're supposed, whether you're supposed to be cheering him, whether you're not supposed to be cheering him. Um, Mind that, yeah. Um, you know, whether he's, he's you know whether he's supposed to be an underdog or you know the, the dominator. You know, like he just he's just a constant flat line of personality. And he's, speak- who's only interesting when he's riding on top of a giant sperm. <laughs> you too, John. Uh, <laughs> I do like his uh, his DDT, though. 
when he's oh, the drapes, kind of drag, the drapes on the DDT. Yeah, triple DT. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, another thing as it, as but they you keep don't like him. as they keep crop, cropping up, you know, DDT used to be a hugely over with the crowd because it was a, it was a finisher. Nobody ever got up from uh, Jake, say Jake the Snake's DDT. Um, he once broke um, uh, Ricky Steamboat's neck, I think, by DDTing him on the out, outside on the concrete. Yeah, once. but was that was that shoot? Was that work? No, was, I think it was. It might not break his neck, but it might have given him a, a terrible concussion because. Uh, Certainly a headache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky Steamboat Fat. We, I'm sure we've mentioned this on the show before. What's his real name? Don't know. Dick Blood. <laughs> <laughs> look it up on Wikipedia, kids. <laughs> anyway, look, we're we're, we're straying dangerously from uh, from the match here, and people want to know our analysis. Uh, yeah, the, the the match was kind of like six out of ten, better than Backlash, but certainly not a classic. I mean, it's a it's a big man match. Yeah, it's it's, it's Hogan versus Sid. Justice. <laughs> How can you compare? <laughs> it's um, just two slow plodding workers doing things. But, but where do you think they where do you think they go from here with with the two of them? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. Does where anybody want to watch a, a third? No one wants to watch a third one. But uh, I'm almost certain that uh, John Cena will be coming back around oh, okay. July fourth to beat Jinder and become 17 time heavyweight champion of the well, world. And p- Jinder perhaps will... at Great Balls. Not a Great Balls because that's a Raw. Oh, okay. Pay per view. It will be at like Battleground or whatever they're they're calling it. We'll we'll talk about Great Balls soon, <laughs> with no smirking at all. Uh, what did you think about um, uh, the Singh brothers doing one on Cowboy Bob? They got in his face basically and picked on him. And uh, do you know the story about the last time Cowboy Bob Orton, Randy's dad, got involved in a match? This was, um, was this is when he blade was when he bladed. This is when he bled everywhere. This was. Um, um, this was a Hell in the Cell match versus... This was a Legend Killer Randy versus The Undertaker. Yeah, and Undertaker Bob was furious involved. because Bob he had, hep. had hepatitis B. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> bled. bled everywhere. <laughs> yeah, bled everywhere and got fired. Didn't tell anyone. <laughs> so, at least there was none of that. You know, I, I didn't mind that at all. And then Randy came out. Uh, Randy came and beat up the Singh brothers for, you know, a good minute, two minutes or something, without a count. And shock horror goes back into the ring and there's Jinder to deliver the Coloss, as I believe it's called, which is a pretty shit finisher. I mean, but then Jinder's a pretty, pretty shit, shit wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but he's big in India. Anyway, uh, Jinder versus Cena, SummerSlam, it's going to happen. Okay. It's a lock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, now this takes us on to the main event. Now, I watched this pay-per-view in two sittings. Uh, I paused at that point. Um, after the gender match and I was thinking you know it's it's gone along pretty quickly it's it's certainly been you know nothing spectacular but not too offensive um, but then when I came to the end of watching this main event I thought it I thought that was one of the greatest matches I've seen involving a ladder certainly really? wow. probably the best money in the bank match I've seen 
and it made me sort of think that the whole pay-per-view itself was much better. Now, I think it's probably more sensible to disassociate the two things. Uh, this main event was just really good. It, it kept getting better and better and better. What I really enjoyed about it was that it was very different to any, maybe not any, but it was different to your typical uh, ladder match, money in the bank match. You know, there were. It took about twenty minutes before anyone did a, a slow climb yeah, up the I stairs, and that. someone yeah. drags him off or pushes the ladder. And also, when you'd had this other match, uh, or the same format match earlier in the night, they didn't repeat any of the spots. Well, certainly not you know anything that made me upset to see it again or bored to see it again i just thought it was really really good and very 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 well done to all all involved um should we take it from the from the beginning aj comes in first dolph ziggler with nice leopard skin trousers did you call it leopard skin no because they're shimmery silver yeah maybe zebra (laughs) zebra print kevin owens as well uh and then Sami Zayn comes in but it's Shinsuke Nakamura's music. And what happens? Shinsuke comes out, but... Big bad Barry Corbin jumps him, <laughs> knocks him out, and it looks like Shinsuke's out for the match. We're not going to yeah, see him for a long definitely time. Not, he's definitely not going to come back at any point. He will come back later on. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but my problem with it, I know, was that it was. I thought it was slightly predictable in that uh, you had two people who weren't at the right level on the right level to win it in Sami Zayn and, and Ziggler you had uh three people who didn't really need to win it in Nakamura one of whom's got a belt already Styles and Owens so it was fairly obvious that Corbin was was going to win um that said I thought I thought it was in, in, yeah an enjoyable match and I thought Sami Zayn was probably the man of the match I thought he was was excellent he was sensational wasn't he I mean he's kind of taken on the I mean certainly in this match but he's I don't know. Maybe he's taken on the the Dolph Ziggler role. You know, he's 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 never a real contender, but he's there for the spots. Mm. He's always a participant in these matches. Yeah, and, and who he knows? Does something spectacular by just by playing that role. Maybe he will get sort of more and more of it with the crowd. And, he's intercontinental level. Yeah, but you know, he could, he could, you know, he could get into that sort of Daniel Bryan uh, mold if things go well. I thought his spot with Ziggler on, with the sort of when he did the, the power bomb from the top that was just was incredible, just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It was, it was quite similar to uh, Callisto at TLC or Extreme Rules last year. I remember you you texting me and telling me you've got to see that move. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it was kind it, of it was yeah, similar. High. It was so well so well executed, and for two you know, obviously big big guys um, to, to to do that was yeah. Uh, there's no rehearsing impressive. that. No, for sure. No, it was absolutely perfect, and and one of a series of really big moves. And um, on the receiving end of most of the big moves, uh, that one, uh, notwithstanding, was Mr. Kevin Owens, mm. who I don't know how he's still walking. He took some really, he can, really he can nice bump on a ladder. That's for sure. Yeah, he he took a horrible move on the apron by uh, by Sami Zayn. Really horrible, and chucked onto an open ladder as well. And then near the end, AJ does sort, sort of, of like flipped a, him from the apron, yeah, onto like, the a, like an AA Feynman's lift slam thing uh, onto a ladder. Yeah, he took three really, really horrible sore bumps in this. Uh, the one from Sami Zayn on the apron with the, his neck looked—I mean, it, it looked really nasty. I was—I was briefly worried, but you know, these guys are professionals, so we we, we trust them. <laughs> uh, then uh, we had a lovely, uh, phenomenal forearm from from AJ, leading to his uh, his hanging spot as well. That, I thought that was really, really good, and really kind of innovative. Before. Like he's hanging on. To, obviously, you've seen you've seen people hanging on to the briefcase before, or hanging on to a 
a belt or whatever might be up there. But to then climb up, yeah. sort of above the briefcase almost, was just like, how high is he up there? It was, it was crazy. He was high. He landed badly as well. Yeah, it was kind of quite nasty. I mean, he landed, I mean, it looked like he landed on his elbow or something like that, or but, his side. But, sort yeah. of side knee, knees almost. Like, yeah, it was pretty yeah. un, un, unpleasant. But it was a great, like, he just seemed to be going up and you thought, you know, that was, yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah, I've put AJ's fall from the briefcase, exclamation mark. That's how... Mm. That's how excited I was by that spot. And then um, Nakamura comes back out. And uh, he had probably the most sort of clearing house, house on fire, two-minute shine I've ever seen anyone come in for. This was like the hot tag without the tag. And he absolutely (laughs) kicked the shit out of everyone. Um, Really impressive. He he looked very, very strong. and, And he hadn't done in his previous outing against Dolph. He had not been the king of strong style in WWE. And they've called him the the rock star mm. you know he's already got his nickname he is already the king of strong style they don't need to do that hit a lot of kinshasas now i'm th- pretty sure that i've heard that the kinshasa capital of Ooh, uh, uganda uh, i'm pretty sure that the kinshasa is the renamed uh Bumbaye, yeah the kill him move. yeah i just think it's really odd to to have a move named well, after can, a because uh, ali, ali Bumbaye and they f- he fought the rumble in the jungle yeah. was in Kinshasa, wasn't it? Well, yeah, so I, I can see the, the link between the two, but still, it's like calling it, uh, you know, Doncaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is a, it, is a, it is a bad name. Yeah. yeah. I also don't like how um, Sami Zayn's kick is called the Heluva kick, when actually it's Helova. Yeah. As in Helova, the Heluva kick. Yeah, rubbish. Anyway, back to, back to Shinsuke being brilliant. There was that really, really nice tease uh, with him and AJ, yeah, the clicking of the jaw, moving the ladder aside, clicking of the jaw, let's go for it, and then some very, very stiff punches. Mm. Um, so these two are going to meet further down the line. I think it's probably WrestleMania worthy. I'm hoping that they don't do it. Oh, they're not. But they won't, they're going to do, do it. They won't do like nine months of build. They'll just they'll. Well, I don't it. think they need to build specifically with the two of them. I think they'll probably just sort of meet at, at various points. Uh, you know, they'll they'll sort of they'll do have an ongoing rivalry. They'll do the, something with Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt and. <laughs> And gender and, 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 you know, useless people. But they will come together for like a money, for a money match, basically, I think. They'll, and they'll, and certainly AJ deserves a decent opponent at WrestleMania this year. Yes. He's, he hasn't got many left. He hasn't had his WrestleMania moment. No, but yeah, Shinsuke versus AJ will be quite something. Yeah, they'll uh, just do it at SummerSlam, like, under, you know, as second on the card underneath Cena and Jinder, won't they? That's yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, so the finish of the match, uh, Barry Corbin looking more and more bald. Um, no offence, John. <laughs> but he does, he needs to shave his hair. He really does. Also, oh, think... I'm pretty sure that in NXT he didn't wear a T-shirt. Let's just see. Yeah, but then he, he also didn't have Is the he soft? physique. He was, was a little he soft bit, in the middle? He was a little now? bit soft, yeah. Okay. A little bit mooby, maybe. But he's, uh, he's a big lad. He's getting there. I think he's sort of building up. You maybe think he's going to take the T-shirt off at some point? Eventually, maybe once he's a once Hulk he's ripped style it off. rip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think no lank lank hair. Like, like if you're if you're a heel, which he's supposed to be, then have horrible hair. Look look like a bad guy, and like bad hair. Don't don't have a good haircut. Have a bad haircut. Well, to that end, how do you think a bad guy walking around with a big blue briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll ch- could he change the colour of the briefcase? And here's another thing. Here is another thing. Uh, because they do a lot of travelling, obviously. Um, this adds to his baggage allowance. You know, uh, I think he has to take this as hand luggage. And if he's got his other bag uh, to check in with him, you know, he's, it, it, it takes up a lot of space in his, yeah. in his bag if he's zipping that inside as well. Anyway, 
things to think about. Though. And all his clothes are big. He's very big, so all his clothes are big. So, you know, it's already, space is already at a premium. Yeah. He should just shave his hair, and then he'll <laughs> save, save a lot save of space from shampoo. shampoo. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's, he's the winner. And certainly, as we said, of all of those uh, competitors, he is the one who could do with that push. And he's yeah, had, so. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal a couple of years ago. Uh, he's got a big future. Vince Vince really likes him. Um, I did think, however, um, that seeing uh, a sign on the hard, hard camera saying "boring Corbin" probably won't make it into uh, future edits of <laughs> of this main event. Um, let's briefly compare this main event, uh, which was a multi-man match, with the Extreme Rules main event um, from a few weeks back. So that had uh, Samoa Joe, Re- uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Bray Wyatt competing to be the number one contender to fight um, big Brock Lesnar at goodness gracious great balls of fire yeah they really are they really are using the Bill Haley and the Comets music and sort of doing 50 style diner promos oh really it's really naff really really naff yeah you probably fast forwarded through all of this but there (laughs) there were at least two in this pay-per-view but yeah when you sort of compare the the competitors in each match and then the match itself I thought they you know Smackdown certainly had work to do in terms of star power work rate you know you've got AJ Styles uh, he's and, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens those are th- well well, might as well just name them all they, <laughs> you've also, got all of them really apart from well, yeah. even Corbin you've got uh, Dolph the Ziggler these guys can go mm. um, the other match was Bit more of a slugfest, had some interesting spots. I was very, very pleased with the result, though. We, you know, we're late to this, obviously, but uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Wow, I can't wait to see that. I really can't. One of them could come out with the with the honky tonk man as their. You know, I think instead of having Paul Heyman in his corner for this for this one, maybe Brock should come out with the honky tonk man and the honkettes <laughs> singing honk 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 honky love. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of having Brock Lesnar, you could have you can have Rock, Brockabilly Lesnar. Brockabilly, yeah, I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> Let, uh, uh, briefly about Paul Heyman, Shinsuke Nakamura is doing quite a bit of talking at the moment, and you know, accent aside, his his voice is you know not too dissimilar to uh, Brock Lesnar in that he's got a a voice that doesn't quite fit his character or you know his muscles and scariness. Mm. I think that Shinsuke should not be talking. Um, I don't think it makes him seem badass enough. I think someone should, he should either be the the silent killer or he should have Heyman or someone talking mm-hmm. for him. Mr. Fuji's dead. That would have oh, been the obvious yeah. choice back in the day. Sonny Ono. Basically, what, basically, we need a racist stereotype manager to help get him over is what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. I I certainly don't think it would do him any harm, whereas I think sort of the more he talks at the moment, the sort of less intimidating he seems. Yokozuna was briefly sort of well, not even briefly, was managed by uh, Jim Cornette at one point. Was oh, was he part, part of Camp Cornette? Part of Camp Cornette, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, he wasn't really Japanese, was he? No, of course not. He was Hawaiian. No. Roman Reigns's uncle, <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, John, we're running out of time. Uh, you've got you've got work to do. I've got things to do. Yeah, yeah. You're a busy man. Uh, do you want to make uh, a really? smart clever observation about baron corbin <laughs> winning um <laughs> in relation to british politics say i think you've just made it haven't you but it's been a bit basically it's been a big uh, it's been a big few weeks for the corbins hasn't it Just do you think if corbin hadn't have won money in the bank he would still have claimed to have won and he, <laughs> he was ready to be the money in the bank winner <laughs> there's no legitimacy there was a coalition of chaos between dolph ziggler and Sami Zayn. yes <laughs> I think almost certainly. Uh, just before we go, John, uh, tell us a first world problem that you encountered at uh, Waitrose. 
Oh, they didn't have any radicio. And so I had to settle for red. Uh, what is it? Red. Cabbage. No, it was... Um, Pack joy. No, I'm going to have to get it out now. He's getting it out. It's quite good. Red chicory. Red, red chicory. chicory. Oh, that's very nice. Different kind of end- endive. I wonder if it'll be quite as bitter as the radicio, which is what I wanted, but yeah. we'll see. And if I've uh, been a bit flat, listeners, that's because um, I've just come from the Radio Fest where I gave a thoroughly uninspiring talk as part of a panel um, about what differentiates podcasts from radio. And the reason why I was so flat was because I had to follow Vernon Kay. Did you? My close personal friend, Vernon Kay. Is he really? Your well, close I interviewed him once for 10 minutes about 15 years ago. But he was very nice to me. Everybody, thank you very much for listening, particularly Fraser, uh, who works downstairs at King's Place. This one's just for you. Um, we hope to have some very, very exciting news about Parts Unknown and British wrestling and podcasting very, very soon. That'll probably be in the next episode. John, um, I'm going to insist that we get back together for Great Balls of Fire and we watch it. Together. Like okay. old times. Yeah. With no clothes on. <laughs> I'll get the spandex out. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>